Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, it's me. It's Paige. I can actually do this. I can pop on. I could add anything I want to this episode. I could say the craziest stuff. And I have final say because I edit the episodes now. So I could just come on here and just talk for like 45 minutes and no one can stop me. That's the crazy thing about podcast. Okay. So anyway, I'm just popping on because this is our first two-part episode because it was super fun and it's love actually and it's Christmas and again, no one can stop me. So I didn't want to cut out any of this great chitter chatter with the chitter chatter isn't isn't an expression, but I didn't want to cut out anything with Sarah and I thought, why not? It's just fun times. So this is our two-part episode and at the point where we get up to go pee, I just cut off the episode and that is when the episode will stop and then we'll just pick it up from there and I'm releasing them at the same time so you don't have to wait or anything like that. So um, I just break it up so that you can yourself just uh, have a break and, you know, do whatever you do, get a refill or whatever. I don't know, not like you're sitting in staring at the wall and listening to these episodes, but it's just going to be split up. So uh, that's all. And um, happy holidays. See you in a second. Like literally one second. Okay. Okay. So somebody's <laughs> mad at you, Sarah. Wait, why? Who? A celebrity is mad at you. A celebrity knows who I am? Well, so exciting. <laughs> But he's mad at you. Fantastic. He doesn't know Even who better. you are, and you he don't know who he might, is. He thinks have you a, might be Jude Law. He thinks you might be Ethan Hawke. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. I um, have a nameless enemy. <laughs> best enemy. <laughs> nameless yep. best enemy. All right, let's yep. go. So, uh, did you watch Big Little Lies? Yes. Do you remember Reese Witherspoon's ex-husband Nate, who was married to Zoe Kravitz? Yes. He's mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> so but I'm why because i'm so i'm friends with him beth mm -hmm. is now friends with him we're all nameless best friends with him his Except name is james tupper his name is james I, tupper i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um so he i see him all the time at richie's aunt's house because his son is friends with 
uh, Richie's aunt's son. yeah with uh, Richie's aunt's son, and so now I just see him all the time, and he kind of begged to be on the podcast to be honest. <laughs> so fantastic. So we let him. Good thing he doesn't <laughs> listen. He does not listen. He's never listened to a, a lick of wait, it. Wait, so. wait, wait, wait. He does not know me. He does not no. listen to the podcast and he's angry with me. No, yes. he was on it though because he wanted so to be on, on this one. So he came on the podcast. Oh. He begged to be on the podcast. Oh. And so we had him on the holiday last night we or mm-hmm. yesterday afternoon. We recorded the holiday with him, but he's obsessed with Love Actually. <laughs> and I Sorry. would not let I would not let him be on Love Actually. Wow. And that was- We a- had already booked- we booked, we we got Sarah I, Mitchell. There was no fucking way we were bumping Sarah for James Tupper. Who the hell is he? Come on, Tups. Who does he think he is? Absolutely not. Well, this made my entire year. So <laughs> I have gained a um, celebrity nemesis, That's a right. nameless uh, best enemy. Yep. And I get to talk about my Roman empire of a movie mm-hmm. uh, with my two nameless best friends. So That's sorry. <laughs> It's good oh. to be Sarah Mitchell. It's good I to think be Sarah so. Mitchell. I think so. <laughs> Let's celebrate with the theme song. What do you say? Shall All right. <laughs> oh, welcome to Nemo's Best Friends. I'm Paige. I'm Beth. And I'm Sarah. That's oh. right. Sarah's back, and it's not James Tupper because he's not invited to this one. He can't sit with us. He can't sit with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know who hasn't seen that movie? What movie? Who? Mean Girls. Beth. Oh, uh, she just. Oh wow. Well, Isn't okay. That- so I guess I do need to make a trip to the West Coast so we can see so. the newest Mean Girls. I right. know. I, well, know. I think I've seen. I think I did see it, Paige, when you were young. But I. You know, that, that's not enough. No, I know. It's not enough for you. It's absolutely not enough. It was enough no. for me, but there's so many references that I, I guess I'm going to have to do it again. Oh, my God. Take one I mean, from the team. Yeah, you can't have seen so many other Lacey Chabert movies, but not have seen Mean Girls. Like, that's just ridiculous. I know. And I'm like her number one fan. I so know. It is, it's crazy, but that's me. Oh, my God. It'd be super fetch if you watched it. Yeah, you don't even know what that I means. I get that reference. <laughs> Barely. I'm putting you in the burn Stop book. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. you're such a okay. poser. You're such a poser. <laughs> yeah, I got it right, Paige. Oh, and I know God. it. Whatever. But that's not the movie we're here to talk about today. No. We're, nope. This movie needs no introduction. This movie needs no about, no description. This movie, I didn't even need to watch this movie. Correct. To, to, to talk about it for... As many minutes as possible today. This movie I needs did. some tinkering, frankly. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Fighting words. Wow, fighting wow, words. wow, 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 wow. Wow. Here we go. It's going to be that kind go. of podcast. Okay. It's going to be. Like it. mm-hmm. Go for it now, Paige. Oh, seems like Beth is going to be coming in hot on Love Actually. <laughs> did you come up with a different title for this one, Mommy? Did you? No, actually. <laughs> oh. I love this title. I actually love this title. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I love it when he says it in the over the airport scenes and they uh, they do say actually 20 times in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Nice Which little is, trivia fact there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, there you go. So, no, I think it's a good title. I don't. This isn't like <laughs> this isn't like Hallmark where it's. <laughs> yeah. Bend it like Bethlehem, you yeah. know, like yeah. 
That's well, bad. all the other ones. Paige no, it's comes not up bad. With. That was my title, Sarah. That was oh, my I title. Mean, <laughs> I mean, brilliant. I didn't Do you see though? Name. Do you see? It could have been. That's the thing. I came yeah, up with Bennett believable. like Bethlehem as a joke because there was a soccer movie that took place in. It was called Christmas in Notting Hill or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was a Ted Lasso ripoff movie. Mm-hmm. And I came up with Bennett like Bethlehem as a joke, mm-hmm. which is just a very clever joke title. Mm-hmm. But it would have been a terrible Hallmark movie. I mean, it just would have been awful. You had another like, really good one for that one. And I can't. It was well the the the, the team name. Of like oh, yeah. the 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 team name was newborn, so my title was new, the newborn king. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like <laughs> Which it. Which was also okay. brilliant. Yeah. 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 That okay. could be like a uh, you know Christian rock band. I feel like the newborn yeah. king. You know, <laughs> could. a real. Uh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god. Um, did you come up with the title? Sarah? No, I too, actually. <laughs> it's just perfect. And I love that opening scene. No. And you're watching and the, the title appears as he's saying it. Mm-hmm. Just ma- like a magic. I don't know. I love it. Sidebar. I actually love it. Mm. Yeah. Did you know that the scenes in the air, you probably did, the scenes in the airport, the um, they were done with hidden cameras for a week before they started filming. I did and anytime they found something that they thought was worthy, they got permission from the people. But mm-hmm. all of those reunions at Heathrow were actual, genuine people, genuine reunions. Oh, I Aww. love that. I really yeah, love it. Yeah, it made cute. me feel very tearful watching them knowing that. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, I didn't come up with the title either. That's <laughs> This is Ooh. the one time I didn't. That's, that's, that's all we need to know right there. That says that's, so much. It really does. That's this is the only movie that I, I have just absolutely not come up with anything because it just does. And it's funny because my whole life I've kind of been like love actually. Like what does that even mean? It's kind of a weird title, mm-hmm. and I understand that it immediately explains itself by being like love actually is all around us. But like it's kind of a bizarre title. But those always are the best ones. Like Gone Girl, it kind of mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense, but it's, it kind of draws you in. It's kind of a no one knows what it means, but it, you know. <laughs> it's, How it's do you guys rewatch? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! yeah. I just okay. I just didn't need oh, right. to. You, is what I'm you, saying. Yes! 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 You mm-hmm. you live threaded it today. I did. I live. Th- I live actually. Oh, and, I guess <gasps> that's this been, was, that's where I put my my pun energy today. Was I I did a live actually. You did a live actually. Thread. It got me to actually download threads. It was. Uh, yeah. I've I've uh, been a holdout until today. I wanted to follow along. So well, so I've never goes you page. I've never threaded anything before, except the the one thing I had ever threaded before was when I first downloaded threads when it first came out, which was to say, haha, I guess we'll all just do whatever. <laughs> and then the other uh-huh. thing I'd ever threaded before that was, I don't know what it is, but when I play Wordle, my brain starts thinking like an AI image creator, Bordy, Waku, Vani, Quern. <laughs> so this, I think, was much worthier of anything. <laughs> it's, ever- it's a much nicer place than the app formerly known as Twitter. Oh, I Which know. Is I just wish full of negativity and. Ugh. I wish I had taken note of who said it earlier. It would be much nicer if I had. But somebody, somebody had had posted earlier and just said, "This this place is like the the women's room at a at a bar," and I love that. Oh, <laughs> and that's I like exactly that. what it feels like. It's so true. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it starts obviously with the beautiful scene in Heathrow Airport, but. Then it jumps right into Bill Nye singing Christmas is all around me, oh. which is just stuck in my head a well, little actually, bit all the time. Well, actually singing love. Yes, singing yeah. it all <clears throat> wrong and then singing <laughs> Christmas. I mean, it's always stuck a little bit in my head. Uh, sidebar. <laughs> people are going to be irked if they read the same articles I did, but uh, Bill Nye did not know he was auditioning for this. What? He's very, 
he was really good friends with a cat, the casting agent. And she asked him to read, but she did it in a way that she thought he thought she just wanted him to give it voice. Like she, she wanted to hear it so that she could start thinking about how to cast. Oh, so he got this role completely by accident. He didn't even mean to audition. Oh my God. He's so perfect. Oh, he couldn't be more perfect. I watched it back when I was watching it. I was like, it almost feels like he just ad-libbed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I know. It seemed like mm-hmm. he was having so much fun with the character mm-hmm. and the story. He mm-hmm. was very enjoyable in this movie. Oh, I don't I have know. a sidebar for that one because it <laughs> does seem like that. W- w- was right. any of it ad-libbed or is he just that fresh at acting? Right. I just don't know. Ugh, it, I don't it know. just felt so normal and natural, which I guess, I mean, is there's so many great actors in this film and so yeah. many great performances and uh, you know, I, I think it's 20 years that it's been out. So I, mm-hmm. I've watched it consistently for 20 years. And it's fun now to kind of watch and really want to focus on one of the stories, one of mm-hmm. the character mm-hmm. lines and kind of let everything else fade away, but really hone in on that. And maybe he was mine this time. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. really, really saw things that I kind of missed, you know, in mm-hmm. all the previous and it was fun. Oh. Great fun. Yeah, I just I and it's a wonderful just, opening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just crushes it. He's just so good. I mean, uh, and it's funny, yeah, like because it always does hit a little bit differently, which is how I feel about Sex in the City too. Like every time I watch Sex in the City, I'm like in a different period in my life where I see everything a little bit differently. Like mm-hmm. the guys are a little uglier or a little uh-huh. bit more mm-hmm. attractive or a little mm-hmm. bit whatever, or the women are a little bit more annoying or a little bit cooler or a little bit like mm-hmm. a line hits differently. Something's funny or something doesn't think is everything mm-hmm. just hits differently, and it's like that. It lends to rewatchability. I can't believe how much I actually love actually this movie, considering I hate actually hate so many people in this movie. And I'm talking specifically to Secretary Devil. Oh, Mm. yes. Well, I mean, total red flag if somebody walks away and is like, I really liked her character. I thought, no, immediately. No, absolutely not. (laughs) I don't even think she liked herself. I mean, clearly she did not like herself. So immediately. No, we don't like Devil's Secretary. Well, and Alan Rickman, I mean, like, they're just like, there are people like that. And like the guy who like, there's the goofy guy who wants to go to America and his friend who works on the the movie set who like wants to keep him down. Mm-hmm. Like yes. they're in his like, I don't the hate. God, sex of God. No. Yes. The God, the God of, of sex. sex. God of sex. Yeah. <laughs> Sidebar. <laughs> the guy who played uh, the guy who went to America, he did all of his stuff was filmed in one day. And he oh gave, my God. He gave his uh, check back. He was not paid for the role. He gave it back because he said being, you know, stripped by three women was payment enough. Oh, my God. I hope he got royalties. I have Mm. an addendum to the sidebar. Okay. He only didn't get paid for that scene where he got in bed. Oh, was that right? But the rest of the movie he did. But that one scene, he was like, no, I will happily do this part for free. Oh, my God. Okay. That's funny. That's my Love Actually trivia. That's I read so it like funny. three places and it didn't say, but that explains. So it probably was only that scene that was filmed in one day and his other stuff wasn't. But so um, it is funny. Yeah. 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 And it is like it's Eliza Dushku and January Jones. And it's like it's mm-hmm. everybody. Oh, uh, sidebar. they they also improvised that scene largely and i think it shows i don't i did not love that scene i didn't think any americans belonged in this movie frankly (laughs) but um january jones gets credit for for much of the uh improvisation in that in that scene and okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying it just was it's a real um 
like watching it back, they're very well-known actresses. They're so mm-hmm. young. Like I almost don't even recognize January mm-hmm. Jones. She's so, so, so young. She looks mm-hmm. like a like Skipper, like Barbie's yeah. little sister a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know she, was, she wasn't that far away from Mad Men too. I mean, that was yeah, about to start. Crazy. Mm. It's so crazy. weird. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get to it soon, like putting it in context with some other movies that came out around this time, but it's crazy. But so I was starting to cringe a little bit as we pulled up uh, at the prime minister's home mm-hmm. because I just knew that we were getting really close to Hugh Grant meeting Natalie, the woman who weighs no more than 130 pounds oh, who was chubby about to be called chubby <laughs> i mean i know that that's like the internet fodder and it's talked about a lot just like bridget jones but it's mm-hmm. like oh my god like seeing her again i'm just like what the fuck yeah <laughs> it's just- interesting because she was on eastenders and she was really really popular so she's she was extremely oh. famous in oh, really? england yeah so i don't know whether in any way that was a, a running joke, joke or something but oh it wasn't, God. I mean, it still wasn't received well. I mean, that's so, by and large, people don't know that. Oh, my God. It's crazy. And then, uh, The role was written for her, though. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. She plays it so perfectly. She's, mm-hmm. I, I think, my favorite character in the movie. Mm-hmm. She's so genuine and sweet, so but cute. real and cute. And I love their love story. And yeah. Watching it back. And like you were saying, Paige, each time you watch something, you take it a little bit differently. And Hugh Grant in this film is almost exactly as old as I am now. So that's kind of like, maybe that's why I enjoy that, that storyline so much now, more so than I did 20 years ago, you know, sidebar. (laughs) Don't worry. I don't have as many as it's, I've almost almost blown my wad already (laughs) because of all the introduction of the characters, which is what we're doing now. But Hugh Grant's character was based on Edward Heath, who was, Prime Minister, he was a single prime minister. Mm. And and Richard Curtis's the, you know, his his question was, what if, what if, you know, tax man Mr. Heath had mm-hmm. met somebody while he was in office? Ooh. Maybe well, you know, maybe I, they asked. And he was like, you know, I always had it in for the girl that brought me my biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> he might have. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, is we were talking about like we were talking on on the holiday with your um enemy. Uh, my nameless, my nameless best enemy. Yes, we were t- <laughs> <laughs> nameless best nemesis. We were talking with oh, uh, with good. your nemesis about um about how Jude Law like really nails not being creepy and not being shitty. When I mean, God knows you've seen the Holiday a million times, just like a me. million. Yeah. So when like so I think that he could play the you know like that that character's kind of he doesn't talk about the fact that he has children. Mm-hmm. with you know Cameron Diaz and that could seem a little dishonest or could seem shady but it just Jude Law plays that character with depth and, depth and complexity and he plays it so well that you believe that when he doesn't say it it matches up with the fact that she had pushed him away it's also good writing but like right. the, the, it's all it's good acting good good um good writing good acting all meeting up at the same time so like you buy it when when she, you know you're like well she's been saying I don't want anything heavy and he's been saying you know, don't fall in love with me, whatever. But And like, he doesn't seem shitty for having said, don't fall in love with me. She doesn't seem too much like a cool girl. Even though these movies were, you know, like 20 years ago and 17 years ago or whatever, like it actually plays okay. And people talk about love actually like, oh, like I sent you guys the New Yorker article earlier. Yeah. Like why you couldn't make this movie today? I mm-hmm. thought that that was like the limpest New, York- New Yorker article I've ever seen in my life. I almost thought it was satire. Like, 
yeah. making fun of the fact like, oh, you could say this or you could say that. But yeah. really, let's just let it go and let it be. Like, and I do some too. problematic issues. Sure. That's with almost anything you're going to pull from 20 years ago. We've mm-hmm. evolved. We've moved on. There's things you can pull apart. But by and large, yeah, it is a perfect movie. And I will, I stand yeah. by that forever. I know that the article okay. is a little blah, blah. <laughs> I know. I guess we'll we'll argue with Beth a little bit about it, but it's like, <laughs> but if I mean that article felt a little like blah 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 Brexit and blah 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 this and that and stuff, but it's like, the, it does. Get, I mean, and I have some things that I say here, but like it is like I do think that the way Hugh Grant plays this is like he plays it so like cool and normally that I think that it's fine. He doesn't play it like a creep. Like I went into this thinking like, do I remember it differently? You know, like I haven't seen it in, you know, all of a year. So like, do I, if I evolved in some way in the last year that I'll see this differently? Mm-hmm. I think he's fine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that it's I mean, such we get, a we real and it, honest but. thing. He happens to be the prime minister. She happens mm-hmm. to work for him. Mm-hmm. It There's a connection. There's a chemistry. Mm-hmm. I think it's all so relatable. It's, I thought yeah. it was believable. The way they both, yes. you know, like when he says something and cringes like, oh, I feel so dumb saying that. It just like he's a prime minister, but mm-hmm. he's still a guy following in love with a girl. And yes. yeah, super believable. I know. And the thing is, is that, of course, like I'm, I'm I'm uncomfortable with the idea of somebody in power taking advantage of somebody who's younger and but who's whatever. But no, that's what the president does from when he visits Correct. from America. He's yes. gross. He's well, yes. I mean, I don't know why I have like a weird, I kind of think Billy Bob Thornton's hot thing. I don't know why I kind of find him appealing. And I cannot, t- not in this role, but just in general, for some reason, he's what he, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm, he's like, I'm trying to piece that together with all of the things I know about you. Like- I know it's tough, right? But he's just kind of, it's like, it's like the part of me that is weirdly attracted to Nick Kroll and has a thing for Pete Davidson or not anymore, but like I did for a while. I don't know. It's like, there's like Who this part of me that just wants to, you? I don't know. There's like ever like th- these are just like, these are the darkest corners of my attraction matrix. It's not, these aren't my mainstream, <laughs> but these are Sidebar. like, <laughs> Paige has dated a lot of weirdos. <laughs> And that, guys, is called a hot take. Actually, I do. I do have an actual sidebar here to the Billy Bob Thornton, the eternally weird Billy Bob Thornton. They had to change some of the decor on set because they had to take down pictures of Benjamin Disraeli because because Billy Bob Thornton has a phobia about Benjamin Disraeli's facial hair. All of those specific. He has a phobia about somebody else's facial hair. That's (laughs) right. That is rich. And yet, and yet here we are. Back. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? I, and I li- I'm not saying that I'm proud of any of that. I'm ju- I'm just saying. So Live your truth. Live your I, truth. I, I, and I am. And I'm not, like I said, we all have a matrix of attraction. And I'm saying these are like the dusty corners, like my haunted mansion. Okay. So anyway. Um, so anyway, I think Hugh Grant is, yes, this felt like a story. And you know what? When we tell stories, we're telling stories about the unusual moments. And I don't think that we're telling a story here. This isn't a story about somebody taking advantage of somebody. We're telling a story about a prime minister falling in love with the woman who brings him tea. That's in it. The end, it's not he, always a story of abuse, everybody. And, right. And in the end, he's just a guy standing in front of a girl <laughs> asking her to love him. Yes. Oh, well played. See, exactly. James, I deserved this episode. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, 
my God. You just got Sarah'd. So <laughs> anyway, then we meet Kira Knightley. And holy shit, the amount of Kira Knightley I wanted to be in the 2000s. Oh, yeah. same. All of us. Shit. I, I don't love be... her in this movie. Also, oh, no. sidebar, Kira Knightley no. was 18 when she played this okay. role. And the little boy was 13. So she okay. was only five years difference. Mommy, I don't think you saw my live actually that I I did not. I didn't even know you were doing that. You didn't tell me you were doing that. I mentioned it earlier when we were on the phone for an hour and a half when I was supposed to be doing it. But anyway, (laughs) I, I, 90% of my threads are about this because I'm obsessed with this fact. I don't believe it. So that's what's going on here. And I will talk a lot about it. So bear with me. Oh, okay, I'm coming. I'm 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 going along on the ride with you. It's yes. insane. I just don't believe. Okay, it was My her second say, movie. It was right before Pirates came out, which she thought was not year. not necessarily going to be a hit, but she at least got to spend three months on an island. And that I, okay? Yeah, I don't know how she, how anybody would think that it's Disney, not going to be a hit. It's Disney with and Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Oh, and Orlando Has she Bloom, never gone on the she ride? She didn't necessarily <laughs> think it wasn't going to be, but she didn't know had she never been on the ride. Well, expensive. Heretofore, they had only done – that was their first really big hit based on anything like that. And they had done a very bad Disney Channel version of – I'm sorry. It, it wasn't Disney Channel. It was very bad. Eddie Murphy and the um, – The Haunted Mansion. The Haunted Mansion. Speaking Mansion, of the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, it didn't really t- – it didn't – Speaking didn't, of me was that making out with Billy Bob Thornton in a corner. Uh, it was prior to that, but I mean, uh, Disney did not at, at that point have a precedent of having a huge successful right, movie based on done, a ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I can see where she would have been. Plus, I don't know, you know, she grew up in England and, and maybe Disney, certainly the rides, Disneyland and Disney World were not as ubiquitous for her. Okay. Well, fair, for us, fair. But. yes, I guess that, yeah, I mean, I just don't think everybody knew what. It seems so obvious now, I guess. But so, yes, we see her as a feather-headed bride. I just, the thing is, is that- Terrible. 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 She needed to be stopped. I have something I would like to say about the bride child, Kira Knightley, and how (laughs) uh, terrible as a former bride child. Oh, that's Uh true. We do have a a former bride child on the pod. I I got married- (laughs) Two weeks after I turned 19. Mm, and let me just tell you, in, in the Mormon temple, that's a whole oh other. The one in whole DC? Season. Or uh, more than, no, more than... In, in Orlando, home oh, of okay. the- It was uh, Orlando? Yeah, that's where, yeah. We got married oh God, in the Orlando, Orlando temple. Mm-hmm. Did you go uh, to the Holy Land afterwards and ride the Jesus, Mary, and Joseph go round? Jesus, uh, Joseph, and Mary go round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Um, okay. So the Kira Knightley, a child bride. Okay. Mm-hmm. I look back at my wedding photos and I am horrified. I look like I'm playing dress up because uh, I was. And that yeah. to me is Kira Knightley. Like she does it. It's terrible. Uh, the stylist should be fired. However, it seems very <laughs> on par with somebody that is basically a child. As a bride, like, you know, anyway. Mm-hmm. So we'll forgive yeah. her the feathers because <laughs> she is but only playing dress up. Well, yes, she is but only playing dress up. And she, but she, her entire character kind of reeks of somebody who just doesn't have a female friend, uh-huh. like at all. And 
I well, somebody who could have stopped her from on. marrying that dud. Ding ding yeah. ding ding ding. There's she usually also, something going on if you are a child bride. Like maybe uh, you don't have strong friendships in place. Maybe you mm. don't like. You know, this is. My yeah, interesting. Opinion. Interest. Yeah, per- very personal mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like, I, but I don't know. And so I just, I desperately wanted to be her in every single role that she was in. I wanted to be her in Pirates of the Caribbean, obviously, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Swan. Mm-hmm. I want, I, because during this era, like I was watching Pirates of the Caribbean over and over and over again. <laughs> and I watched this over and over and over again. And it's like any connective tissue. It's like, I watched Orlando Bloom in Pirates of the Caribbean and I watched him in Lord of the Rings and I watched her in this and I watched her in Pirates of the Caribbean and I watched like all oh, these right. things. I watched Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean and then therefore in everything else he was in. And it's like, ugh. and I just, I mean, I watched King Arthur because she was in that and just like her abs in anything that she was ugh. in. And I just yeah. wanted, ugh, I mean, just would have seen her in anything. And yeah, she's super meh in this. She's actually very not in it. Yeah. And it's surprising to me that she hadn't already. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but it, her it's almost like a cameo, which I guess so many of these parts are. They're like tiny glimpses, but hers even more so to the point where you would think that she had already kind of made it big. And she's mm-hmm. like, all right, I can give two days to this project because <laughs> I'm so I'm spread so thin. So it's interesting <laughs> to find it was really only her second, mm-hmm. you know. But, and neither movie. Empire of the Caribbean hadn't come out like so this was Empire like of the Caribbean the first one. Yeah. yeah, and okay. she and so that was that came out like the the year before, mm-hmm. so she had only really been in that with her super short haircut, and at the time I also had that haircut and looked just enough like her to want to look exactly like her, and to try to look like her so desperately that I had, I mean, I that I had that I kept that haircut so ill advised, just made so That's many not hair true. mistakes. It looked cute not look cute and then when she had like the domino haircut I mean I made a lot of mistakes trying to look exactly like Kira Knightley Mm. Uh, didn't have the self-control for the anorexia though luckily so Um, (laughs) kudos on that yeah I know she's not literally anorexic is she I I Uh, hard to say I think there was a lot of it in the news you know I I think I think that she has a tiny slender body type you know I don't think she's ever but I I think that you think back to that time, you know, Kate Moss and, mm-hmm. and we were all, you know, like that was the the standard. So if you already had a body that lent yourself that way yeah. and you felt well, they were any also kind of English, pressure. though. English yeah. food. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I lost a lot of weight in Poland. Yeah. <laughs> and England. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's because I had to walk. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the... Uh, oh, and then we, that's when we meet the goofy British guy who's like, I need to go to America because they'll find my British accent charming. Mm-hmm. He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, yeah, if I like I, I think he's a total goof, but like, yeah, girls would think he was cute here because of that. 100%. Bottle. Bottle. Stroll. <laughs> <laughs> what was the bottle? What's the what's the word where they, they're like, how do you pronounce? Oh, table. Table. Yeah, same. It's the it's same. same. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, and then they, and then Liam. We meet every time. It's a Liam Neeson scene. It's so depressing and bleak. And then, but it's his wife's funeral. And no, oh yes, okay, okay. I'm, I was because getting my then, characters confused. You're right. Yes, because it's the Bye Bye Birdie song. And that that does make me tear up a little bit. And then they do the cross cut with the wedding. 
which is clever. Mm. Mm-hmm. They used mm-hmm. they sidebar. They used <laughs> um the woman in the pictures as the late wife is a I think she's an actress, but she was uncredited in this because she didn't have a speaking role, but it was uh somebody that um Richard Curtis had always had a crush on. Oh my god. No, it was fun. I mean, like to the point and who where he rejected him. <laughs> it was a joke. My impression is that he and his wife are friends with them and stuff like that. Mm. But so he just he just put her in there and and then the the wedding scene, mm-hmm. which as you just said, like kind of goes with it, was actually based on a funeral that he went to. Where the they wedding had the, was the wedding mm. was that where where mm. the they had surprised. Everybody, you know, it's oh, nice, right? Right. With the with the with the music that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The I always wonder about that. Like, who do they use as the picture of the dead person? Because mm-hmm. you've always been so superstitious about that. Like when you would constantly take me out of school to just go have fun. You were like, I'm never killing off anybody who is who isn't already dead. You were like, Oh, Paige's grandfather died, and because I've never had any living grandfathers. <laughs> grandfathers and uh, one grandmother. Yeah, we we killed them. I killed them over and over again. <laughs> And it worked out just just right too because it was like once a year we would do that, mm-hmm. and um, so like by the time we'd done it in elementary school, we started all over in, in middle school, <laughs> exactly. Then high school, likewise. Oh my god! And then I mean, the, the first half of this movie is just introducing characters. So mm-hmm. we meet mm-hmm. Laura Linney, who works in an office. Mm-hmm. Just like, I mean, we were talking about this too in the uh, the holiday episode with your nemesis, where it's like, <laughs> just like in Bridget Jones, we have an office character who just like, I mean, man, just don't work in an office in Britain. It seems like it's just plagued with toxic relationships. <laughs> you know, I don't, office, at the very least, that, I mean, just a I, cesspool. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Laura Linney in this movie. I don't, I just didn't like her. I thought she was discordant. Richard darling. Curtis had My wanted had wanted. You can't tell yes. me that's not a perfect impression, babe. That was, babe. but I hate that she <laughs> calls babe. him her brother, My babe. babe. My babe. No. I don't like that. Ugh. It's uh, it's uh, yucky. It gives don't me the do ick. that, my darling. Yeah, yeah. he didn't. He, uh, Richard Curtis wanted all British people, but then he was trying to like write a Laura Linney, and his wife said, "Well, why don't you just get Laura Linney?" I think she's weak in this. As as she's not weak, it's overplayed. But her like, her whole uh, storyline mm-hmm. is it's mm-hmm. it's icky, it's boring, mm-hmm. it's it's very sad. I mean, it's very yeah, it's bleak. I, I, I think that you know, like I said, you, every time I watch it, I see something different, uh-huh. and it's just so sad that she feels so tied to this person. And the the scene later on, you know, yeah, where when she visits they're together. Well, no, when she's um what is the with guy's Carl. name? With Carl, thank you. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's after they've, you know, after the party and he's leaving mm-hmm. and you can just see this like forlorn, you know, like she just knows that she could have this wonderful thing. This person that she cares about that cares for her too, she realizes and she mm-hmm. can't because she feels so beholden mm-hmm. to her brother and this that's just so sad. It's such a life wasted and for what like carl says will it make him better yeah was it ever said why she american she and her american brother just happened to be in britain their parents died so i wonder if maybe she worked over there already and brought her brother over because Mm. see that's a strange credulity for me like that just it doesn't oh okay so you're not only the american here for three years but 
I don't know. I I, I really could have done without that whole well, storyline. I know. And it's, it's, yeah, it's really, and I feel like we're, like we say about the Hallmark movies all the time, but because of the dead parents. And mm-hmm. I mean, we say this because we have dead parents, but it's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> if anything, for people who can identify with the thing, it's just a, uh, you know, I'm not a particularly sensitive, oh no, I'm triggered. It's not that. It's just like, it's, uh, not, it's not a nice reminder and it mm-hmm. doesn't make me feel seen. It just right. feels it's not like necessary why? too. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's just, yeah. I, I feel like and there's it, so many other things they could have done with that character. You could have had this, you know, I mean, not to pick it apart too much because it is still yeah, it's the perfect just love movie, action. but, the perfect film. you know, <laughs> it, it's just so sad and depressing. And I think she overplays the character to an extent, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah that was a little icky. Well, one of her most famous movies, too, was her taking care of her troubled brother. So I just don't why the repeat like eh. because it seems mm-hmm. like Richard Curtis was trying to do something like that. And then he did exactly that. I mean, it feels like it feels more like what it would have been better. Like if I could fix it, if you want to have some relationship like that, what if she, he had what if she had a relationship with a mother who was maybe like sort of a housebound, moo-moo-wearing, alcoholic mother who she is sort of, like, takes care of, Wait. but... Well, no, I'm saying... <laughs> or or even if she could have had Carl come in and, and having that presence, having somebody in her life and make her realize, you're right, I, I, I've done all of that I can do. This mm-hmm. doesn't serve him. It's not serving me. He does not... He's not going to live a life mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. of being right. institutionalized. Mm-hmm. She can she should. Well, and I well guess that she, actor but wasn't going to bring it. That actor was so bland. <laughs> I know. Mr. He's Carl. just, yes. He's so pretty but to I look think at, that though. If, mm-hmm. I know. But he's almost too good looking. But the thing is, is that, the, but if you keep the character as is, you keep the brother character as is, and you keep her as is, and you have her make a different choice and not answer, unfortunately, the audience is going to turn on her. So oh, for what sure. I'm saying is, if you give her a mother who's like an alcoholic in a moo-moo, who's kind of like, who we give her sort of a complicated relationship with, where she's like there taking care of her, and it's sort of, if you want to do this, if you're insisting on giving her mm-hmm. a tragic storyline where she's taking care of somebody that she has this codependent relationship with, mm-hmm. and maybe this mother is like, you know, making herself sick or whatever, kind of like um, Tamara, was her, that her name, in uh, True Blood, taking care of the mother. Who no, was? I read know, the books, but didn't watch the show. I'm not remembering at all. She was. She well, it doesn't matter. But she. She was. She was. Um. She was. What's the main character's name? Sookie. She, mm. she was Sookie's best friend. Oh she, yeah. You know, you yeah. have the character who's like, you know, she needs help because she's like, she's got this illness. But she, but you know she's also not taking her taking care of herself, and she's making choices every day. And this woman is trying to help her but she's also not helping herself mm-hmm. and then you could then you're then you've got an opportunity for the mom to make her own choices and to not be taking the daughter's advice and then that gives some agency to the mother um in this storyline there's just no getting there's no making it better and there's also then you can still be mad at her if she doesn't help so there's just no winning mm-hmm. but if yeah. you, but in that sort of like imaginary scenario you can have her choose herself and feel like you're rooting for her because the mother you can write her Doesn't to be selfish her. yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you can write mm-hmm. the mother to be selfish and you can write her to be making active choices you know yeah um so there you could do something like that if you insist on having that but i don't need that and yeah. also this guy just looks like a costco glasses ad from the 90s to me absolutely. so much <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> 
I just, I found him oh. really boring. There was the only thing that I liked about her storyline was her exchange with Alan Rickman, where he <laughs> reveals that yes. everybody knows. Yes, he knows. Yeah, that was really cute. I did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And at the uh, wedding, where she asks, uh, um, "Are you in love with him?" Bucket. Yeah, are you in love with him? And are you in love with him? I thought I'd just ask the difficult question. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So, and I think I that that I'd was nice be because. Both of those scenes, her those interactions show that she is a person beyond being yes. tied to her brother. You know, she's like, in, she's intuitive. She mm-hmm. like she notices what's going on mm-hmm. around her. She's got instinct. Yeah, all of that would be great. But yeah, mm, yeah. Um, and her ringtone. I've heard that enough for the rest of my life. <laughs> so much. It's like, it, it, what is that? Was that the Nokia phone? I feel like, yeah, I think that was like my first cell phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it only triggers me because I know that it's that on the other end of that line is it's just family trauma for that woman. It's yeah. like it's upsetting to me because of this movie. <laughs> yeah. But um, the thing that is not triggering to me and is an audio gift is um, the songs about Jane Maroon Five album, which no one can convince me is anything but perfect. Maroon 5 is anything but these days, but Songs About Jane is a perfect album, and this movie has, like, two songs from it in it. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know why you were going there. Yeah, I was, because, I was confused, but I went along for the ride. Because yeah. this the crazy Here's thing the about this, well, I know because the I have the vinyl. I have the limited edition peppermint vinyl of Love, actually. Yeah. And it's weird because this this doesn't just have like Christmas songs and stuff, which is kind of a great thing about this album that makes it or the soundtrack, which kind of makes it um, kind of timeless is that it and also a time capsule, which is that it has like all this these super weird, very dated, super disparate songs in it. And yeah, it has weird Maroon 5 songs on it. It's got the uh, Imogen Heap song in it, which is... Let go. Isn't that, it's frou-frou. It's when she was frou-frou. Oh, yep, you're right. It was when she was frou-frou. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and that's really when we get to know the secretary from hell. Mm-hmm. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. <sighs> Mia. Mia. Oh, was her name Mia? Mia. Mm-hmm. She like how out of touch do you have to be? Also, somebody delusional. answered the phone behind you. Why is your radio out of fifty five? Okay, turn it <laughs> back. You should oh not have to God. be asked. It is garbage. You are garbage. <laughs> oh my! Throw God. the whole thing away. She has so much confidence to mm-hmm. just ask Alan Rickman for everything that she wants. That see, like unlike the Hugh Grant 
uh, Natalie relationship. Mm-hmm. This is an awful office place romance. I mean, it's just, and she's the one taking advantage of him. Although the fact that he's going for it is super gross. Yeah. I mean, everything about it. I mean, it's the, it's my biggest fury. Yeah. She knows exactly what she's doing too. She doesn't really have any interest in him, but she knows that she could get something out of him. Mm-hmm. She knows that he will play into her hands mm-hmm. and she doesn't care. That's what makes her so terrible. She knows that he is married. He has a family. Mm-hmm. There is no love match here. This isn't, you know, uh, whatever. Not that I think you can ever justify, you know, the cheating or any of those types of things. That said, it just is all around gross. The fact that he plays into it and thinks that she's even kind of sincere, it's just ugh, so desperate and gross and mm-hmm. just terrible, terrible people. You know what it is? Mm. It's the original Scandal. <gasps> oh, it is. <sighs> it's because tr- she's full. Mm-hmm. Does that make our beloved Emma Ariana? Ariana. I mean, I know oh. that that's mm. we can't we can't called Dame Emma Thompson Ariana, really, but I mean... But I, I, for this triangle... Yes. It, it fits, yes. You, you're not wrong. I mean, it's just... It's... it's Because the thing is, is that there's a different... I mean, I'm not, I'm not mistress blaming in general because I think a lot of times they get taken advantage of just as much as the the, the unknowing wives. But in, in cases like this, Mia's a wicked woman. She knows I just what she's like doing. I feel like Mia is more Tom, though. Yeah, in she's a way, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like she's the mastermind. She's because Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Snape is a little bit feckless, and he. He's I mean, dumb. I give him. He's like Snape. Rachel. He's just going along for the ride. Except that I don't want to just. I don't want to pretend oh, that he. Yeah, we're not he's, excusing his terrible behavior exactly at all. As long as we're giving him as much blame as possible, because he's such an active, aggressive yes. moron. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I, Yes, so terrible. Oh, so terrible. It's the worst. I mean, yeah, it just makes me it makes me so mad. I mean, again, this is like pro love, actually, though, because it's supposed to make you mad. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to make you hateful for on behalf of Emma Thompson. It's so well done. It's so it elicits so much feeling. And it's another facet of love. And mm-hmm. what happens yeah. in love and Ugh, what happens yeah. in relationships and when love is broken and when the trust that you play, like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. the wonderful thing about this movie is you don't have to like every storyline. You don't have to like every character, but it all does come back to love, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Put. It does. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we get to Colin Firth, who yep. is renting a house to just, he's justifying renting a house to write his book, which well, I relate no, he to. He had to leave because his <laughs> wife was having an affair with his brother. Oh, right. I've totally yes. forgot to mention that part. Yes. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Come on, big boy. I want you at least twice before Jamie gets home. If you were having an affair, number one, would you ever do it at your house? Number two, would you ever yell something? So incriminating. Yeah. I mean... Would you say? Oh, well, and it's I hate like watching it, and when he's she's he's leaving to go to the wedding, and she wants him to leave because she wants to, you know, fuck his brother, Mm -hmm. and which is kind of yeah, and it is it's bad. She's (laughs) pretending to be sick, or maybe she really is sick, and he cares about her so much. He keeps telling her how much he loves her, and that he could stay, and she tells him 
get out, you loser. It's like yeah. salt in the wound when we know, <laughs> like, do you hate this guy? Again, with the cheating <laughs> thing, like, if you are unhappy, just leave. Like, why? You're sleeping with his brother. You're not kind to him. Mm-hmm. Why? It all just felt all too real to me, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, anybody yeah. who's ever been cheated on kind of gets mm. that moment when you cannot deny it any longer. The brother thing just really takes it over the top. But yeah, yeah so what a great option. He gets to go to France. I love the detail in this where he goes to the house in France and all the pool stuff is inside because it's obviously mm. usually a summer rental. Yeah. And that, that really added a, an interesting flavor, I think, too. Yeah. It's a nice detail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it looked, I mean, God, what a beautiful place. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I, I could probably I love everything there. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think anybody could. Yeah. <laughs> But especially, I'm you. not diving <laughs> in though. If it falls into the the lake with the eels, well, I'm, I'm sidebar. Out. <laughs> if you do, don't worry. It's only 18 inches deep. They had to do all of that in oh. 18 inches of water. I actually so they were on their one. knees then. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> I, I, on their knees or their backs. I don't. I know that's 18 yeah. inches. That's a, a foot and a half. You had to, yeah, you had to flatten. I saw it in several. Yeah. I was cited in several ads. So I mean articles. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Superb I mean, acting and I there. Love- Give them the Oscar though. I truly believe that they were <laughs> fighting for their lives in cold, eely infested waters there. Ugh. I love that ever since Pride and Prejudice, they will do anything to get Colin Firth wet. And, <laughs> and no matter the depth of the water, the filth of the water, the size of the body of water, <laughs> they're just like, get this man wet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and... Then, yes, so some other movies that came, sidebar, some other movies that came out in 2003 include From Justin to Kelly. that from me. (laughs) From Justin to Kelly. Oh, right. (laughs) Oh, wow. That took a minute. I I thought you were about to say From Justin to Kelly, and it was just somebody I hadn't heard of. Nope. No, American Uh, Idol winners. Yeah, just speaking of, I mean, Kelly Clarkson has a lot of singing in this movie. And that the Peter Pan movie with that kid. Did you do you remember that Peter Pan oh, movie? Finding Neverland with no, Johnny Depp. No, Peter huh? Pan. No, Peter Pan, starring I remember his name well oh, oh, as Jeremy oh. Sumpter. Wait, with the little kid? I don't remember. Well, this he at all. wasn't little when it came out, and I was thirteen, and I was obsessed with him. And I mm-hmm. another one that I just found weirdly hot when I was thirteen. I was of age appropriate at the time. That I can't remember. Oh, yeah, that I'm feeling a blank too. Mm. Well, it's funny because I was listening to Films to be Buried with, which is a podcast hosted by Brett Goldstein, Roy Kent on Ted Lasso. Mm. And Taylor Tomlinson, I think, was the guest. And it, the, he does, he asks like different categories of questions. And uh, one of them is like troubling boners and worrying wide ons, like a movie that turned you on and, you sh- and it shouldn't have. And her answer was this movie, Peter Pan, uh- starring Jeremy Sumter. And I was like, she Same. took mine because was it a faithful reason, retelling? What, I mean, was it of the story, or did it take Peter Pan I in a different place? Have no fucking idea. I was thirteen and so distracted by being obsessed <laughs> with this weird little kid. I mean, he again. I was age appropriate. Let me very, be very, very clear. I was thirteen at the time. Yeah. I'm so in two thousand and three, you were thirteen. Yes. And I had a one year old. Whoa! What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my oldest daughter was born in two thousand two. 
same daughter who hosted a little Christmas uh, party this evening where kids that I've known since middle school had cocktails in my kitchen legally because they are all of drinking age now. So That's yes, so weird that to me to journey. think that I was a child when you had her. Had a child. Mm-hmm. Wild. I had, a, only I had a three-year-old. That's also no, weird. That's also weird. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so anyway, that movie came out. This and is what also, happens with nameless best friends. We're all ages. Know. We're all stages of life. Mm-hmm. Tupper, ages you can't top this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up. Give it up. Oh, it got scared again. Um, <laughs> also, the movie Geely came out this year. Okay. Also, Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yep. Also, Finding pa- Nemo came out the same year as from Justin to Kelly. I know. The star power. Oh, my God. Also, Pirates of the Caribbean, which we've discussed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Lord of the Rings 3. Oh, well, I was hoping that Lord of the Rings would make it in this uh, this episode. I knew it would. I knew it would. But you know. <laughs> yeah. So Lord of the Rings 3, Return of the King, which means that Orlando Bloom is already huge. So why she thought Pirates of the Caribbean wasn't going to be huge, I don't know. But um, And then also Elf. Oh. Which, yes, so Elf is my three children. That is our yearly tradition. We go see Elf in the theater. They replay it in the theater mm-hmm. here. And we go and we went and saw it last night oh. and had a lovely time. And all I could think was I remember seeing this for the first time in the mm-hmm. theater. Oh, wow. You know, and then thinking about, you know, that I knew that we were going to be podcasting tonight. Mm-hmm. And again, like I remember seeing Love Actually for the first time and Watching something that you know so well and is so beloved mm-hmm. and that you can quote and thinking about, you know what's going to happen next, but there was a time when you didn't know mm-hmm. what was going to happen next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's, it is, it's weird. It, and I, I think about that too, especially when it's something you've seen a million times. Like I have that, I remember when I saw The Notebook for the first, like there are movies that I've seen so many times that I could recite them. And like mm-hmm. those movies are really like The Notebook, I remember my mom's best friend, one of my mom's best friends from high school, and she took me to Italy. Do you remember Italy? I remember Italy. Yes. So she took no, me to- it wasn't- Yes, she Eatsies. took me to Italy. You're talking about Eatsies, Eatsies. Oh, sorry, not Eatsies Italy. Eatsies. That's exactly That's what, what I, I was meant. thinking of, though, was Yes, Eatsies. yes, yes. Yeah, by White Flint. <laughs> yes, she took me yep. to Eatsies. That place she was She took me to Eatsies. Yeah, so Italy good. is around the corner from me now. Um, she took me to, also, not, not, not just New York. She took me to Eatsies. And then she, and then we came home and watched the notebook on DVD. Oh. I, I'd never seen it. And I mean, it must've just come out to me. All these movies seemed so old. And it was like, I'm, it must've been a year or two old. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, uh, and that was the, I remember watching it in her like little back room there. And like, that was the first time I saw that Moulin Rouge. I, mm. I've seen that a thousand times now. And I remember watching that for the first time. It was on a VHS tape <sighs> that you had taped um, with something else on it. Mm-hmm. And I had watched that on like a terrible little TV that had like a built-in VHS thing. So the screen must have been like it was like <laughs> eight inches by eight inches. And I watched that in my room. Um, the silver one, I can picture that. Silver TV. one, yeah. And I watched that, and you were like, "It's an awful movie." And I watched that, and now I've I, seen it six stand by that. million times. I know you do, Ugh. and. <laughs> I can't stand that movie. Oh, exactly. it's a great movie. It's a perfect film. I've only seen it maybe a handful of times, but I, I every time it's I <sighs> thoroughly enjoy it's it. It's so pretentious. Excuse me, I'm going to go vomit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to pee too, so I'll be right back. Drops of God. 
we had that day oh my goodness i remember it like it was yesterday and that's because it was oh my goodness okay well that's the end of part one and um okay well you're probably like me just gonna you probably even haven't even listened to this far i wouldn't have listened this far um and i wish i had a secret or something to tell you so that you could be punished for not having listened this far let's see do i have any secrets let me think I mean, all that really comes to mind is that I used to have this boyfriend who I lived with once we we actually had broken up already, and then he used to smoke, and I did I didn't like that he smoked cigarettes, and but we still lived together, and so whenever he would go out and smoke, I would lock him out of the house, and it, honestly, it was his fault for not having learned enough to just bring his keys out. I don't know, it wasn't very nice of me. <laughs> anyway, happy holidays. <laughs> See you in part two. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.